0: Hello and welcome to Things I Wish Someone Told Me About God with Eric Green, author, producer, songwriter, recording artist, and senior pastor of the Father's House in Eugene, Oregon. I'm your host, Cody Willis, and I'll be facilitating this podcast and interviewing Pastor Eric on a variety of topics pertaining to our walk with God the ministry of the gospel, and the practical outworking of our lives in Jesus Christ. So, thank you for joining us for a lively discussion that we hope challenges and inspires you to think more deeply and biblically about your relationship with God and men. Most importantly, Pastor Eric believes we should all be learning more and more about our God because he has a beautiful purpose and a plan for you. In today's episode... God's Call to Endure. I'm here with Pastor Eric Green of The Father's House in Eugene, Oregon. And Pastor, in our last episode, we discussed the difference between knowing what's going to happen and being prepared for it. Today, we continue the conversation in preparation for what God is doing as we discuss endurance. It says in Matthew chapter 24, verses 11 through 13, Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures till the end shall be saved. So, Pastor, let's talk about endurance. I'm reminded of something I heard you share, which was, it's not what you start, it's what you stick with. So what is it about the end of a thing or the finish that is so necessary for us and so important to God?
1: Well, it's a great question, Cody. Um, The sure sign that we're walking with God, is that we continue to walk with God. The sure sign that we are saved is that we continue to walk in such a way that hearkens to the presence of the Holy Spirit and the work of God in our lives. That's what it means to be saved. He who endures to the end will be saved. In other words, the only real measurement of our salvation is that we continue to walk in and to grow in, our relationship with God in Christ. Now, we can hearken to all kinds of things. We can hearken to rules and regulations and religions. We can hearken to uh, good works. We can, we can hearken to uh, all manner of things. But what really, really matters is that God is able to finish what he started in us. That is a true sign that we are saved, that we continue to display what it means to have a relationship with the Lord.
0: Pastor, you've said many times in your teachings, God's not going to give you strength to get up. He's going to give you strength when you get up. Can you expound on that? Yeah, I think that originally I have to give credit for that to Oswald Chambers
1: in his devotional, My Upmost for His Highest, which, by the way, that I've been reading and I continue to read almost daily. I've been doing that for many, many years because it's such a blessing. It's been such a help, and it's done so much to shape the way that I see God, the work of God, and what He's doing in me. Our relationship with the Lord is such that this endurance and this toughness, so so to speak, that is given to us in Christ Jesus, the ability to deal with life on its own terms, and the terms of life are often difficult. The Scripture says, through much tribulation, we enter into the kingdom, that God expects you and me to respond to His Word and to respond to his faithfulness with our own faithfulness. He expects you and me to show up. He expects you and me to work our way through the things that he strengthened us to work our way through so we can get to where he is and accomplish the fullness of what he set before us. There's nothing that I think that frustrates God more about us sometimes than our unwillingness, our spiritual laziness, our propensity to get behind what's going on around us instead of getting under what's going on above us and adhering ourselves to what's going on within us. Remember, the kingdom of heaven is within. So God is working something out within us if we will just show up. So once again, he's not going to give us the power to show up, but he's going to give us power when we show up. There's that which we're called to do, and that's there's that which God will do once we do what we're called to do.
0: It says in James chapter 2, verse 26 for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. So I, I really just want to continue to unpack everything you just shared. And, and, and speaking of Oswald, one thing I'm reminded of from his devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, is I feel sorry for a man who does not have something in his life he wished were different. And I think perhaps we can add I feel sorry for a man who does not have something he is working out or working through, not just as a matter of toil, but a matter of faith.
1: Absolutely. Uh, one of my pastors and still a good friend of mine he used to say, God's not into dumb anguish. So the things that he allows us to go through uh, are, are not there because God just wants to see what we're going to do. God already knows what we're going to do. The thing is 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 we need to find out by walking by faith what God will do if we will just trust him, so he allows these opportunities he allows difficulties he allows the successes and, and the pleasures also and he does it for a an overall purpose that we would learn that the one thing that matters in our life is glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ once we get our eyes off of ourselves and off of our circumstances uh, then God can really use us in spite of our shortcomings in spite of the things that would otherwise hold us back from being and in, in accomplishing the things God sets before us. It is in that context that God's greatness is known, that his grace is known, and, and that his power is known. In the context of our weakness, in the context of our failures, that's where his grace and that's where his power really has the most effect. And as, as Paul said in 2 Corinthians, that the Lord's strength is made perfect and Paul's weakness. And that is true about us. That endurance that we're talking about, one of the things I wish someone had told me about Christ is that endurance uh, is, is what we apply to the situations for which there really are no answers, the situations that that we wish were different, as you spoke of earlier, the situations which we would change if we possibly could, that God allows to remain and allows to be until he accomplishes within us that which he could not accomplish if those things weren't so. So God is able to use the dark things of life to bring us into the light. He's able to use the hard things that are around us to bring us to a point of surrender, a point of humility, a point of faith. And that's what he works with, and that's where he accomplishes his best work in us. I wish Someone had told me that about God.
0: So, Pastor, as we talk about endurance and and strength and toil and working through things, I just want to discuss where the rubber of this endurance meets the road, so to speak, because I think the mistake we so often make as Christians is to sensationalize these things, when the reality of endurance is perhaps— Not usually exaltation and glory, but lowliness and humility. Not gratification, but more like long-suffering. So, Pastor, I just want to share something that I saw recently that that really spoke to me. I watched a video of of these athletes finishing these, these marathons, these long races, and many of them could barely move. Some of them crawled across the finish line, and it really spoke to me. I saw something spiritual in that. And what I realized is this endurance that God calls us to is... It's not always pretty. And I'm reminded of another thing that I've heard you say often, Pastor, which is low man wins. The scripture tells us that the Lord humbles those who exalt themselves, and he exalts those who humble themselves. So I'm hoping, Pastor, that you can just share a little bit about your personal custom of finding yourself on the floor in conjunction with everything that I just said.
1: Sure, uh, Cody. This is a marathon and not a sprint as we've said in in some previous uh podcast episodes that uh, our salvation is not the end of anything it's the beginning of everything and we need to keep that attitude all through our walk with God know that no matter where he's brought us and no matter you know how high the pinnacles of success or or how deep or how low the the difficulties and the moments of of stress bring us that That's not the end. No, God is after something and we are called to endure and to finish the race. And I think a better word than race is the course that is set before us. Uh, It it is it is not how we start things, as, as you alluded to earlier. Uh, It is what we stick with and therefore what we finish. You know, there may be many dangers, toils, and snares, as the song says. Through those dangers and toils and snares, that is where our faith and, and our dedication to God and giving Him glory really, really matters. You did allude to the marathon runners, you know, getting to the very end of the race and sometimes having to literally crawl over the finish line. Well, the difference between that natural phenomenon and this marathon in the spiritual is we don't crawl over the finish line in Christ our finishing in Christ looks like something. And it looks like standing before the Lord and hearing him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You and I are not to look at our sufferings and our difficulties as, once again, as dumb anguish or something we just have to suffer through. God is getting glory when we continue to keep our eyes on him, no matter what it is we're going through. So while that analogy is a great analogy, it is not exactly what we are to experience as we're getting through what we must go through to get to the end of our course, God is going to be glorified mightily. It may cost me everything, but it's time for me to stop considering what it costs me and how difficult it is for me to please God and to consider what it costs Jesus to make a way for me. And when I consider what it costs Jesus, then whatever difficulty I'm going through just falls right into context in the way that it should. And no matter what I am going through, I keep singing. The Bible says the righteous sing and rejoice. I keep lifting my hands. Uh, The Bible says that that's what the righteous does. You can always find us in the house of the Lord and the Word of God. You can always find us in the closet of prayer. And the more difficult things get, the sweeter our offering there is to God. So I I think that is the spiritual viewpoint, and that makes all that we go through worth it
0: because God is worthy. So, Pastor, in light of everything you just said and, and and the instruction that you just shared. I'm just hoping that you can talk about the difference between experience and testimony, uh, just going through a thing and going through it as God would have us to go through it, because th- that's what I really hear in what you just said, and that's a point of correction for me. Uh, what I hear is that there's a way to do this in Christ. Can you just talk about that? Thank you for that question. There's a difference between experience and testimony.
1: Whether or not our experience measures up to a testimony has to do with our dedication to God in Christ uh, while we're going through the experiences. And there is that prospect of just dumb anguish going on in our lives because things are so hard and we are frustrated about certain things. And we can bring that to God and we that can be, become a part of who we are how we serve, and even without us knowing it. When God is determined that we see Christ in such a way that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and that is when our experience becomes a testimony, when we become a witness, when it's not about us, or it's not about the experience, but it's about who it points people toward. Uh, We want the way that we respond to things to point people to Jesus Christ, and therefore, Our experience becomes a testimony, not so much a legacy even. I don't believe that legacy is a spiritual concept because legacy is about me. A testimony is about Christ. And a testimony means that I've been a witness. And once again, witnessing is not something I do. A witness is somebody that I am. And God calls us to a testimony and to a witness That's who we are in Christ. And everything else, as far as our experience is concerned, commends us to Christ. And anybody who witnesses us, they too are commended to Christ.
0: So, Pastor, speaking of the testimony of Christ— When I think about finishing, there's several scriptures that come to mind. And I think not just about what finishing looks like, but as you just said, who finishing is. So first and foremost, John chapter 19, verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. And then it says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, being confident of this very thing— that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hebrews twelve two says, "Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith." And lastly, Pastor, um, it says in Proverbs chapter twenty verse nine, "Who can say, I have made my heart pure; I am clean from my sin.'" And the reason I bring that scripture up is because it came to mind for me as I thought about finishing. Because what I thought about was, "Who can truly say?" I have finished, apart from Christ, but Christ. And so when I think about this finishing, I think about not what I am to do or what I am doing or what, what I am to do for God, but what God is doing in and through me.
1: There are two things
0: when it comes to
1: this concept of finishing that I think are important. There are things in this life that we need to complete. So there are things that we need to finish, and there are things in this life that we need to be finished with. And those are two different things. On our way to where God is bringing us, there are things we need to be done with. And it's very important to be done with things When God is done with things, it's very important to move through what God puts before us and get to a point where we can say that thing is over. And that's difficult things and that's joyous things and relationships that are bountiful at one point, but you get to a point where that relationship, uh, we have completed what God would have us to get out of that relationship. And it's not a put down of people by any means. It's just that that season, that particular moment is done and we need to be done with things when they're done. There have been times, in my life when God was finished with the season, was finished with me being in a certain place. And because things in that place were good, I wasn't ready for it to be finished. <laughs> but if I hold on to that time, if I hold on to that place, if I hold on to that position, if I hold on to that blessing, then I can't move on to what God has before me. So there is that with which we need to be finished. Of course, we need to be finished with foolishness. We need to be finished with smallness. We need to be finished with things that, that, uh, that we should be done with. There are things in your life and my life we should be done with <laughs> that should go without saying. And there are also good things that even though God has allowed and blessed us in those things, we've come to a place of blessing, that that's not the final destination. God will have us continue to move forward. So those are the things we need to be done with. And there are those things that we need to finish. There are things that God sets before us that we should not go on forward. We won't be able to go on and go forward until that thing is well done and finished according to the way God would have us finished. And there are times when we don't arrive at the finish line in the fashion that we ought to. But God is never frustrated with us to the point where he says, we're going to stay in that place until you finish this. Remember, some of us might remember our parents saying to us when we were kids, you're not getting up from that plate until you finish what's on the plate. Well, that doesn't usually work out all that well. (laughs) It's just not really much of a motivator. So God is not like that with us. God is always like, let's move on. The many times, for instance, that Jesus was somewhat disappointed with his disciples and their responses to certain situations. He didn't stop there and say, we're going to stay at this point until you get it. He said, no, let's keep moving forward. So there, there are those, once again, things that we need to be finished with. And there's those things that God sets before us that we need to complete because those things are steps. There's no finality here on this earth. The finality is when we go to be with Jesus. Until then, there will always be things we need to be finished with and things we need to finish.
0: Pastor, I'd like to wrap up our conversation where we began in Matthew twenty-four, eleven through 13, where Jesus said, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end Shall be saved. Can you just talk about the relationship between love and endurance, Pastor? Absolutely. Um, love is the undeniable
1: sign of the presence and pleasure of the Lord. There is no better, no more complete, no more accurate assessment of who I am and uh, who we are in Christ, the work that we're doing with it accomplishes, the will of God being accomplished. There's no greater sign of that then love. The Bible says love never fails. The Bible says love conquers all. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. Love looks like something. It looks like somebody. It looks like Jesus. Now, in the the passage uh, that you alluded to, which says in, in the last days, where there's much lawlessness in the land and the love of, of many will wax cold. Love is all that God is looking for from us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So his love manifested in his giving and his giving of a son and giving of him freely, giving of a son to suffer for us so that we would not have to experience the consequences of our own sin and being separated from God. And so when we look at love in that light, then we understand what it is to endure. The, the sign that we are enduring and enduring in Christ is that a love does not fail. Our love does not wax cold. We don't become uh, social or we don't become inundated and overwhelmed with what's going on in our culture. We don't become emotional. We don't become soulish. We don't connect ourselves with the world and the world system of things. And we don't get cynical and critical of everyone who doesn't know God uh, the way they ought. Uh, That's not love. Love, as the scripture says, suffers long and and is kind, and it doesn't envy, it doesn't seek its own, it doesn't rejoice in iniquity, it rejoices in the truth. And these things are told to us in First Corinthians 13. Love looks like something. It ought to look like something so that people, when they see, they witness the church of Jesus Christ. They witness the life and the testimony of those who claim to know Christ, that the thing they come away with is, oh, That's what love looks like. Now, I I want to speak to every minister, every pastor, everyone who walks in the anointing of Jesus Christ. If that anointing does not manifest in the love of God in Christ Jesus, then just perhaps what we're doing is something other than what God would have us to do. Uh, The way we're ministering is something other than God would have us to minister. And it's not love and it's not God. I encourage you today. Love looks like something. And if you're a minister of the Lord, once again, the one thing that people ought to be able to say about you, just witnessing you and listening to you and watching you, is that the love of God is truly, truly the feature, the thing that we walk away with after we've seen, after we've witnessed this ministry. I hope that's an encouragement.
0: It may be a correction for some, but God corrects those he loves. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Things I Wish Someone Told Me About God. We hope you found this discussion stimulating and enjoyable, as well as uplifting. So much so that you'll tell a friend or two and listen in again. Pastor Eric and I will be back with the next episode shortly. Until then, may God bless and strengthen you in your walk with Him. On behalf of Pastor Eric, I'm Cody Willis, praying God's best for you.